Today, we're looking at friends. Do you have enough good ones? Welcome to Run With Horses. My name is Norman, and my goal is to help you thrive as a follower of Jesus. Well, I'm not sure you can do that without some good friends. You know, you're not in this alone. God intends for you to make this journey with others. So how are you doing at building and developing lasting friendships? That's the question of the day. Well, hopefully you're doing better than the average. You know, I've heard this a couple times in the last year or so, but apparently a lot of people, particularly men, are not doing outstanding at making friends. So particularly if you look at a couple of the polls and um, studies that have been done in the, the last few years, the American Perspectives Study and I'll put a link in the show notes, said that uh, basically (laughs) coming out of our couple years of COVID and all those things, we are being reminded that we need friends, but really we haven't done very well in a long time. So over the last several decades, we have been doing poorly with our friendships. And some of this maybe is related to the pandemic, some of it not. But one of the things that came out of this study, it said young men rely more on parents for personal support than friends. And this is kind of interesting because we have that stereotype of the 40-year-old that's living in his mom and dad's basement. And I say that would be like the epitome of a maximum relying on parents for personal support. Probably not the best way to go. When they ask how many friends, and this is something that I've mentioned before, but that's how many friends do people have, a lot more people today say none or one than they have said in the past. And they compare this more recent study with one done by Gallup in the 1990, said only about 7% of the population would say they had either one or none. But today it's almost 20% would say they have one or none uh, as far as close friendships. So definitely that, that's a huge decrease, and there's a lot of reasons why that might be. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at guessing in a little bit, but um, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> we're, we're not meant to be alone, so it's definitely not good. If you find yourself in that position, what can you do about it? And that's something we need to think about seriously, I believe. It is interesting because... Part of the study, they said people who have more friends tend to be a little more satisfied with how many friends they have. So if you have got lots of friends, you probably go, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with how many I have. If you only have one or two, you're probably not happy with how many that you have. So that's not a surprise. The more you have, the more likely you, you are to be satisfied. So it shows, it points to the fact that we recognize that we need some some good relationships. We'd like to have them, but I think a lot of people don't know how to build and maintain friendships. I, one of the reasons, honestly, is selfishness. We tend to be self-absorbed, so I think it's it's probably always a little bit tricky for us, but the world today makes it easier for you to make it through life without relying on others. Uh, you can have a tech jobs where you can do that from home, and you don't feel like you're really relying on a person. Uh, that little icon on a screen doesn't represent a friendship for you. So I think that's part of it. Our our culture is changing and that makes it difficult. But be that as may, we need to work on that. We can't just say, well, that's the way it is now. So hang in there. Let's, Let's keep going. We'll come back to thinking about what we can do about it. 
and it was interesting looking over this. Some people have lost friendships over politics, which I think is stupid. Hopefully you have not done that. Uh, you know, it's, there's all kinds of things that you can uh, argue about, and that's fine. Some people love to argue, but uh, to lose friendships over uh, politics are a lot of things that are not uh, really of value in the long run in eternity. <laughs> I'm not sure that's worth it. Okay, I'm going to take a stab real quick. Why has the number of close friendships declined so much over the, particularly the last maybe couple of decades? Um, one of my guesses and something that I personally believe is that as uh, personal computers, smartphones, social media, all of these things have increased, there's a parallel or an equivalent um, decrease in the number of close friends because we have these pseudo relationships. You know, we have, we call them friends on Facebook, but you can be friends with people that you've never actually been in the same room with, and that is not the same. And I know some people try to argue that you really can develop close friend friendships with people like that, but it's not the same. And most people, that's not sufficient. And I think this kind of study shows that most people are not satisfied with the number of friends they have. And one of the things it mentioned is how much um, talking in person, whether even a phone call, that's still um, talking in person. So something like a Zoom call definitely is on a different level than social media or email, something like that. You have to have that inflection often to see the person's face. You know, that's important. So video calls definitely do go a long way toward maintaining and building friendships a lot better than social media. But things like Facebook and Twitter and all these things where you read people's uh, text even, it's hard for us to read between the lines with text. Uh, we misinterpret. We miss things. We miss humor sometimes. And it's just not worth explaining. So we move on. Well, all these things... In some way, they, they make us feel like, well, you know, we, we've maintained some contact, but it's not the same. You know, in the old days, prior to all these things, friendships actually required a certain amount of energy and effort to maintain, primarily in time. We spent time with people, and I think we do that less. We have gotten busier with less important things, so I don't think we're not working more hours necessarily. We're not busier doing something of value, but people spend a lot of time scrolling. They spend a lot of time on watching videos. They spend a lot of time on technology that at one point in time was spent on friendships, particularly doing things with friends. And we just don't do that anymore. anymore. So that's, I, I think, a big part of this struggle that we have with friendships today. And it is a real problem. You know, if we look at what the Bible has to tell us about friendships, uh, there's a couple of, oh, there's a lot of verses in Proverbs. Let's look at two real quick. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. One of the things that we need from genuine friendships is honesty. And one of the things that social media and the Internet have made much harder for us is honesty. You know, I, I you hear stories and, and you you see these people that are I call them influencers, and they are people who are constantly trying to get you to like them, 
and to watch their videos so they show you a certain side of their life. And it's not an honest side. Um, it is a uh, prettier than normal side. They only show you the good parts. Or there are people that just like, really like to show you the bad parts. Either way, that's not honesty. It's hard for someone uh, to show you balance because you don't videotape your whole life and nobody wants to see that. So please don't do that. Um, but this idea of, uh, of transparency and honesty and somebody that can speak to you who loves you, who cares for you, who knows you and will tell you, hey, right now you're being an idiot. You need that. <laughs> That's, that hurts. <laughs> but you need to be told, you know what? You're acting stupid. Uh, stop. <laughs> That's important for us. We need that. Um, those are the wounds of a friend that help us be better. Um, but a lot of people who, who don't know you, don't care about you, and they have no, no connection whatsoever, really. They, they don't care how well you do, how poorly you do. Well, yeah, they can tell you only good things. Oh, you're doing great. Yeah, you look awesome. You're, you're doing great. Oh, they don't care. They're not connected. But a friend actually wants you to do well. So they're going to tell you sometimes, you know, you're not doing well. You need to stop that. That's a bad path for you. At very similar, Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. It is that sharpening. There is a, a place for us to develop each other. We need to encourage and invest in each other. Uh, we need to look at the other person and say, you know what? You need to be different than you are. And that's one thing that the world today is trying to discourage, saying, oh, you can feel whatever you want to feel. You can think about yourself however you want to think about yourself, and I'm going to affirm that. Okay, well, that's not friendship. If I'm affirming every single thing that you think about yourself, uh, we're not friends, <laughs> and I have uh, no care for you whatsoever because a lot of things that you think about yourself are flat out wrong. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel, at, at times, all of us feel like, well, you know, I'm just stupid. Well, okay, most of us are not really stupid. I think some people really are, probably are, but <laughs> most of us are not really stupid. We have bad days. We may be acting stupid at some point in time, uh, but we need somebody to say, hey, wait a minute, you're being too hard on yourself. You need somebody to sharpen you that way. And sometimes we feel like, man, I'm the smartest person in the room. Uh, and you need a friend to go, you might want to get off that horse <laughs> because that's not true either. So to think realistically about ourselves, our friends help us to do that. Uh, we need to be told when we're starting a negative spiral that will lead to depression if it doesn't stop. We also need to be told when we're uh, thinking too much of ourselves particularly when that leads us to put other people down. So many, many ways, in many, many ways, our friends keep us balanced. They sharpen us. They help us to be better. You know, a good friend is going to be willing to have a conversation that's difficult, that's hard to have, uh, that's, that's sharpening, uh, that's important. And if you don't have friends like that, then you probably don't have a lot of close friends. And a lot of us, struggle with that because a good friend hurts at time. I mean, they're going to say things that are honest, that at some level you know is true, but it hurts when your friend says it, but you still need to hear it. So a lot of us run from those kind of relationships. We, we don't want to have too many close friends because it's the close friends that hurt us. Somebody that's an enemy, somebody you don't like, well, who cares what they say? But somebody that you like and you want to like you and that is a friend, well, of course, what they say hurts a little bit. 
Now, we can go on and say Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So, hey, we accomplish more together. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Well, in life, you will fall. That's, that's not an if, that's a when. You're going to have times when you can't make it on your own uh, and you need help. And a lot of people uh, really struggle more than they should, more than they should have to, because they don't have close relationships. And that verse goes on and says, But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Well, that's a big part of a friendship. We have someone who cares enough about us to help us when we're down. And we're all going to be down. We're all going to need help at some time. Uh, we're all going to struggle. And we want to be on both sides of that. I, I want to have friends who can help me when I need it, but I also want to be a friend and help when someone else needs it. You know, I've benefited a lot, even the last couple of days. Uh, someone came and helped me uh, put some walls up so I can start to develop some office space and have a place to do something uh, while we're here. And I couldn't have done that on my own, but somebody with the tools and with the know-how came in and in a day and a half, knock it out. Okay, well, that's awesome. Well, I want to be that person for other people, and I don't have the tools and the know-how to do the carpentry and things like that, but the things that I can do, I want to be able to do. I want to support and encourage and help someone else. Going back to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 11 says, Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Again, this one is... You think about um, natural disasters, all the things that happen that are just part of nature. It gets cold. How do you stay warm? You know, it's a, we've had this practically in Japan where we relied on wood stove for heat without a lot of ability to uh, get our own wood. We're owning the land. There's not a lot of public land that we can get wood off of. So unless somebody let us know about it, limbs that fell or a tree that fell or, hey, we're going to take down this tree. Do you want the wood? Well, we can't stay warm. But when they help us, when they know that we're one of those in need and that we can benefit from that and call us, oh, we can stay warm. Well, there are natural things that all of us face that we do. We face better together. That's true. Uh, Twelve, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. There are battles this is a three a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We just do better together. All of this, Ecclesiastes four, nine to twelve, the whole point is that we do better with friends. Uh, when we have when we go through life together, whether it's an enemy from outside, whether it's a, a natural uh, struggle that we have, or whether we just do something stupid and we fall and, and we fail in a way that we just we're clumsy. We we didn't have to do that. It wasn't um, required, but we we failed on our own. Well, it's still nice to have a friend that can help us uh, get back up and get going. Now, one of the things that is important we think about friends, it goes that way where we we do better when we have a good friend, but you know, it also goes the other way. You can do worse if you have a bad friend. If you have people that you hang around with who are uh, 
bad, who make poor choices, who, who they can lead you in a, in a poor direction. First Corinthians 15, 33 and 34 says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. That's true. If you hang around with people who make poor choices, it, it very likely will lead you to make poor choices. When you hang around people who uh, constantly talk about uh, bad things, it will slowly change your thought processes. It will change the way that you think about some of those things. I think this is very similar to some of the, the influence that we have in, well, it's even things like social media, the internet, movies, books, uh, music. There is a, a long, slow decline in all of those as culture just gets further and further from God and we allow more and more in. And as Christians... As you allow more and more in and continue to allow the culture to set the standard, well, some things seem okay because, well, everybody's watching this. Everybody thinks this way. And we allow the culture to dictate how we think about things. How do we determine what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong? It's true at that level of, of culture, the books you read, the music you listen to, the movies you watch. It's also true at the level of our friendships. When your friends have accepted certain ha- habits, attitudes, behaviors, they, they can lead you down that path. Even though you may start off going like, well, I, would, I want to go in to influence them. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> but if you go in uh, and hang out with people who consistently are choosing not God it definitely opens the door for you. So I'm not saying we, we get out of the world. I think they had that discussion in the New Testament. We'd have to leave the world to get away from, from unbelievers. But we do have to understand our foundation is Christ. Our foundation is God's Word. And we, we're not going to move from that. So to be careful about how we relate to others uh, and remember that our standard for right and wrong is what God has to say, I think it's important that we consider what we watch, what we listen to, what we read, because it does shape your thinking, and how you interact with people that you might call friends. Uh, They're people that uh, I've known for a long time that I would say they're friends, but they're not Christians. So there are some things that I I have limits. I have boundaries with them. There's some things we're not going to do. There's some limits to my length of time even that I want to hang out with them because, you know, I have to spend time uh, pursuing Christ, and they're not doing that, and uh, they're not willing to go with me. So I want to go in, and I want to challenge them to consider uh, what God has to say, to consider God's word. But as they continue continually choose everything else, well, I'm not going to go that way. So I need time when I'm pursuing Christ. I'm going to be growing, whether they do or not. And you have to make that decision and set the boundaries that keep your mind set on Christ. Now. You know, we looked at several verses, and there are a lot more we could look at, and even examples of people like, you know, people always lift up David and Jonathan as one of the examples. But I think even uh, if you look at Paul and Barnabas, um, there are just a lot of different examples of friendships in the Bible, and we can learn a lot from that. But ultimately, the best friend is Jesus. John 15, 12 to 15, this is what Jesus says. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. He set the standard for what it means to be a friend, how that we should be uh, caring for each other. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, 
than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things I've heard from my Father I've made known to you. So Jesus completely opened up uh, his, his purpose, his task on this earth, and invited us to be part of it with him. We know we're invited to be part of this great ministry of reconciliation. Uh, that's part of uh, the the friendship that Jesus has for us, that he doesn't just do things for us, but invites us to, to live with him. So ultimately, that's the best friendship. And it gives us an idea, what it mean, an idea of what it means really to love someone else. So I have four things. We think about friendships, um, being a friend, having a friend, why it's so important. I have four things, why it's so important, and, and kind of gives us some direction for being a good friend. One, friendships give us hope. You know, you're not in this alone. You know, a good friend will talk you down when you're crazy. That's, that's the bottom line. A good friend's not going to leave just because you've lost your mind. Well, you both need to be that friend and you need to have that friend. Uh, and all of us will be on both sides of that. Sometimes you're going to have a harebrained idea and you need a friend to go like, that is insane, dude. And other times uh, your friend is going to be going off the rails and you need to be the one to talk them down. Um, but friendships give us hope. You know, hey, this is not uh, the end. Ultimately, we stand before Christ and we'll be complete, justified, sanctified like Him. The troubles of this life don't go with us into the next. That's hope. And you can remind your friends of that. And hopefully they can remind you of that truth as well. So friendships help us maintain a, a vision of the future that is with Christ, that is as God intended it to be. Helps us to see this world as it is, but also as God intends for it to be, as God intends for me to be. So uh, both receiving and giving hope are important when we think about friendships. Number two, friendships encourage you to take time away from stress, whether that's work, family, other responsibilities, so that you can recharge and refocus on what's really important. Uh, you know, we all have tendency, tendencies to uh, just to get busy and to focus on things that maybe are important, but they can be distracting. Uh, from what's really important, from our, our main priorities. So you can focus so much on work that you forget what it means to follow Christ. Uh, you can focus so much on accomplishing something in your life that you're not part of the greatest accomplishment, the one that God is doing in the world, or the one that Jesus is doing in building His church. You know, I've known people that spent so much time working that they had no time to be part of the work that Jesus is doing. They were not ambassadors for Christ. Uh, they were ambassadors for their company that they worked for. Uh, they gave all their energy to this company. And then I always imagine when that person gets to be um, 60, 70 years old at the end of their life, are they really going to feel like, man, I'm so glad I gave up my whole life to this company and that they've done really well and made lots of money. And and I maybe I've been able to retire and have accomplished all these goals in my company, is that really going to be satisfying at that time when you reach the end of your life and realize that you've, you've given your best energy your whole life to a company to make money <laughs> instead of to a friend? 
uh, instead of uh, to God, instead of pursuing Christ likeness and, and being that person of integrity uh, and being intentional in our relationships and really desiring to be the person that we can be, are we really going to be happy having pursued everything else? And I don't think so. <laughs> I, I really want to be that person that continually focuses on, on what's genuinely important, what goes on into eternity. And I want to help other people I want to de- develop those around me so that they are better at living, at, at being uh, men and women of strong character who have integrity, who are able to develop each other and, and become disciples of Jesus. So number three, friendships encourage you to try new things and meet new people. So everything from exercise is better with a friend, but hey, so is Thai curry. Sometimes we get focused on a very narrow world, and hey, maybe this is only me. You may not be like this, but I know I can get focused on on work and the things that I'm doing, and you forget there's more out there. So a friend can invite you to do things with them. Uh, get outside of your normal routine, meet new people, do new things. That's huge. That's important. We need to keep, uh, one, just as a Christian, we need to keep meeting new people. It's important that we are... Um, looking to be soft and light in the world. And eventually, if you never expand your horizons, you have this small group of people that you work with or or live by, and you know them all, and they all know you, and it gets kind of dull. (laughs) It's hard to have good conversations because you know each other so well, you haven't done anything new in in the last five years, and your life is boring. (laughs) So good friends will challenge you to try something new to get outside of your comfort zone, to continue to grow um, in many ways. We need friends. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. So friendships give you hope. Friendships encourage you to take time away from stress, recharge, refocus, encourage you to try new things. Fourth, friendships encourage thankfulness. I think this is huge. I mean, I, you should be thankful for your friends. And I think if you have close friends, you'll be thankful for your friends many, many times. But also, a good friend is going to remind you that you have a lot to be thankful for. When you are struggling, when you're discouraged, when you're down, when you feel like things are not going well, a good friend is going to understand the truth, the reality of, of your situation. But in the middle of that, remind you that this is not all there is. You know, there's always something to be thankful for. Uh, God does something in horrible situations. That's something to be thankful for, that God is able to redeem the worst situation that you can imagine. God is able to do miracles in areas and places and ways that we just, we can't even begin to imagine that this would have any positive whatsoever. And then God does. And often it's not till years later that we, we hear the stories of what God was doing in this dark time and who God used or influenced or how God worked in someone's heart in a time when we thought just everything was, was terrible. But God was using difficult times, trials, to change somebody, to develop them, to show himself to someone. We need friends. Well, thanks for joining me today. If you have thoughts or questions about your spiritual life or anything that I can answer, write me at norman at runwithhorses.net. I would love to hear from you. Find a friend today. (laughs) Encourage them to maybe get on the journey with you or to keep on the journey with you because 
As I always say, I want you to keep running, but I don't want you to keep running alone. I want you to keep running with a friend. So find a friend today and keep running.